Hello and welcome to another episode of the DigiCoach podcast. I'm Leanne. You can find me on Instagram is the easiest way. My handle is at the DigiCoach PT. Um, so welcome to another episode. Today I wanted to cover fibre. So fibre is an unsung hero. I like to think of it. Um, it's a carbohydrate and it's not really spoken about that much. Um, before I knew what I knew about it, just thought, yeah, get your fibre. Never really, like, pushed it that much. Um, over the last two or three years, um, emerging research has, has shown that it is really important. And it's the difference between real food and fake food, like processed food. Um, so what is fibre? So it's a carbohydrate. It doesn't contain any calories. It's in your fruits, in your veggies, in your, your greens. And what it does... It can assist you in weight loss, fat loss, <clears throat> by making you feel fuller for longer. Because it, because it can't be digested, it takes a long time to pass through the body when com- like compared to regular carbohydrates, <coughs> such as simple and complex carbs. Now, it's excellent for health. reduces your risk of metabolic syndrome. So for those that don't know what that is, it includes... Diabetes type 2, many cancers, high blood pressure, heart disease, um, and many other things, and Alzheimer's dementia, that kind of thing. And it's all really related to food and what you're putting in your body. Now, fibre reduces the risk of all of those. So if you're female, you should look to get between 20 to 25 grams of fibre, and if you're a male, about 30 grams. But something that's that happens quite often so i'll recommend this to clients and it it needs to be upped slowly because if you go from having a lot of processed food that has no no fiber in it or very little and then you're aiming for like you start eating a lot of nuts and chai seeds with your porridge uh porridge has fiber in it as well and then next thing you know you eat your food's either passing too quickly through the digestive tract or too slowly, i.e. diarrhoea and constipation. So we want to make sure it goes through the right speed. If it goes through the digestive tract too, uh, too fast, then your body's unable to get any nutrition from the food that you've just ate. So it's got to be done just right. Um, so there's two types of fibre. Because you, you'll see these fibre one bars and you need to be careful with things like that because that's that's processed food. And that does have fibre in it, but it's soluble fibre. In order for you to protect your liver from tsunamis of sugar hitting it, like from a can of Coke, fruit, fruit juice, it's, um, you need the insoluble and soluble fibre. So the way I would differentiate and remember the differences between them, the both, insoluble, indestructible. So that's like the hard shell on, well, the skin on um, an apple, um, the the white on an orange, the peeling of a potato, so carrot peel. Um, so if you're just getting soluble fibre, so like the pulpiness, you know, like blitzing up your your fruit and veg for smoothies, you're just getting the soluble fibre. So the you may as well have a can of coke because it's hitting all your liver, and your liver has no idea what to do about all this sugar. So it starts. Um, it struggles and starts turning it like pushing it into the fat cells the excess glucose the sugar um, and that's when it becomes a problem that's when you, your organs start to get fatter now 
you can have somebody who looks relatively thin on the outside they've got low subcutaneous fat whereas inside the liver is as fatty as and someone with alcoholic uh, without who suffers with alcoholism you know so it's <clears throat> processed the same way as alcohol especially in high amounts so in order to protect the liver and, and protect the rest of your organs from becoming fatty you need to use and be wary of well keeping the forefront of your mind soluble and insoluble fiber and eating smart so if you are going to have that cake make sure you've had porridge in the morning you know because what it does it, <clears throat> it go it travels down uh, both soluble and insoluble fiber to the duodenum um and the way it's described and how it works it creates an impenetrable barrier between the sugar passing through the duodenum into the liver like through to the liver to put so if you don't have fiber it just all goes through like a tsunami um whereas the insoluble fiber imagine a net sorry about the background noise by the way i've got the washing machine on um imagine a net so that's your not a woman called annette by the way a net <laughs> Um, that's the insoluble fiber and then imagine like a gloopiness covering the net like and then imagine sugar trying to pass through this barrier it's just very difficult until it gets broken down and gets um comes out of the system it's processed you know um so that's what's protecting your liver from getting so it passes through eventually at a lot slower of a rate to the liver so it's the liver's able to cope you know um so yeah so insoluble fiber is like the skin on fruit and veg and your spinach you know your leafy veg and soluble fiber is like the inside of an apple orange you know it's like more gloopy like think of porridge as well like the gloopiness in porridge that's the fiber so when you think about the fiber one bars yeah full of soluble fiber but Near insoluble fiber mate so you need both of them for this this uh this net to work um so in order for it to help with fat loss the more fiber so i always say to my clients don't tell me you're hungry if you are not hitting your protein and your fiber goals so fiber is the fundamental that's what's going to fill you up so again you've got to increase it slowly um and you'll just end up making better food choices and you'll be like think of food coming on at a lot uh, sorry think of hunger coming on at a lot slower rate you should start to feel hungry over a period of time you should never be like i'm starving right now i need something <clears throat> it should come on slowly where you're kind of like yeah i think i'm gonna make something to eat you know um um and it's, it helps with um insulin levels spiking as well so insulin is a storage hormone also dubbed as a fat storage hormone as well the more this spikes um the more like more like your tsunami of sugars hitting the liver and liver doesn't know what to do with it so it gets turned into visceral fat well pushed into fat cells um so getting more fiber reduces the risk of hypertension so and it can bring down blood pressure as well cholesterol naturally brings down that Reduces a lot of risk of colon cancer. So in the insoluble, the indestructible fiber comes through the digestive system as an internal sweeping brush and apparently scrapes off any precan like can over time, um, <clears throat> scrapes off any precancerous cells 
reducing the risk of colon cancer. So it's, it's the unsung hero. It's often forgotten about and it winds me up. The reason why we promote um, protein so much, obviously, like, if you're trying to lose fat, you're wanting to keep your protein high because you don't want to lose muscle along with the fat and then end up a skinny, fat shape. You know, when you, you see those people who've just lost muscle and fat and they just don't look great and healthy. Um, keeping your protein high um, promotes muscle protein synthesis as well. Um, and it also acts as fibre. It takes a long time to process. It takes a long time to get through the digestive tracts. It's hard work. Um the body getting rid of and converting protein into amino acids. Um, so, and remember as well, with any behavioural change, you've got to do it over a period of time. You can't have it all now. And the, the digestive tract, if it's just used to dealing with processed food and then all of a sudden you started adding all this fibre, it's just too much. You, know, you might get stomach aches and all sorts. Um but I wanted to talk as well about the immune system. So your microbiome is the central area f- from where your immune system is developed. So introducing fibre is, is food. It feeds the microbiome, the good bacteria. Um, and the more different varieties of fruit and veg you get and your different salads and you know, all them different types of leaves, the stronger army of immunity you will have to fight cold and flus and things um introducing like there's some studies that have been done on aspartame I hope, I hope people pronounce it differently that's what i was going to say aspartame aspartame and all that sucrose um the artificial sweeteners studies have shown that if you're eating these artificial Sweetness. It does kill off a certain amount of like specific microbiome healthy bacteria, but you also it, other bacteria healthy does thrive. It's very very complex. I mean, it's getting that balance, um, not having too much of anything because uh, like everything with fitness and nutrition and lifestyle and health, more isn't always better. Um, so yeah. So if you are on a fat loss journey, first nail your protein. So I'd recommend about 100 grams for everybody, like work towards 100 grams, because again, protein acts like fiber. You don't want to get too constipated. That's another thing as well. If you open your fiber, like if you've been tracking and you can see that your fiber and your protein is really low and you want to work on that first, make sure you up your water because it, it soaks up all the water in a way and Again, you can it can lead to constipation, or you can go the other way, but it's usually constipation if you're not getting enough water. So, for example, if you are looking at, say you're on 1,800 calories, 100 grams of fibre, because a lot of people, it, once they're starting out and they're not tracking or anything, like say if you're brand new or you're just coming back into it, the normal Western diet is getting about 40 grams of protein. So that's why I say, like, just start edging towards 100 Grams. There is a saturation point for these things, but it, it's generally a good rule of thumb, like a bit of a blueprint to um, just have that and structure your meals around protein. So what do I fancy? Salmon, tofu, like a meal with tofu, chili con carne, you know, um, structure your food around the protein. And a lot of people say as well, how do I get more protein? Well, 
try first of all doubling what you're getting at the moment so instead of one chicken fillet you're going for two or like split it over a couple of meals and instead of two eggs have four for the first in the morning you know first breakfast first breakfast your breakfast um but yeah make sure that you're hitting your protein and then your fiber and then if you're still struggling with hunger because that's usually that's what causes a lot of cravings not getting these two things a lot of people tend to overeat because they're not getting protein and fiber so just make sure you're nailing that consistently Remember, so you message me anytime on Instagram, like I said, at the DigiCoachPT. Um, with any, any like if you if you're struggling with cravings, check your sleep. Sleep is a massive one, and a lot of people like I've got to say to them, "What's your sleep routine like?" And it's usually really shit. Um, and it's you're having to retrain the subconscious to wind down. It's so prominent in this day and age with all the technology and things and stresses and you can easily get into a bad habit of sleeping, um, especially if you've got kids, your sleep will never be the same again if you're on high alert. Point is, if you're not getting, like, look towards your sleep if you, if, you do, if you do tend to have a lot of cravings for unhealthier foods um, and you're seeking comfort because it does ramp up ghrelin, the hunger hormone, um, and cortisol can reduce the sensitivity of leptin, your satiety, your fullness hormone. So it's it, everything just comes so becomes so much harder with sleep, uh, lacking sleep. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I wanted to talk to to you today about how important fiber is. Um, and if you are on a fat loss, well, it's a good rule of thumb anyway to practice eating real food. You know. Um, it is what makes food real and not processed. The more process it goes through, it loses nutrition and fibre. Nutrition, I'm talking about vitamins and veg- uh, vitamins and minerals, like white bread and rice, for example. And interesting facts as well, the reason why brown pasta and brown rice take so long to cook is because of the fibre, the extra fibre. And additionally, um, in fast food places in america in the 80s i think yeah in the 80s they used to use brown rice but because they found that people were eating less with it they switched to white rice and that's why you go to your chinese and you know whatever takeaway you go to and it'll always be white rice there's a reason for that and you of course you become accustomed to it and you think that it tastes better and anyway i digress but yeah i will see you on the next episode Uh, And thank you for listening. Please give this a share and a review um, if you enjoyed it. uh, And let us know and I'll keep making them. Or if there's anything that you'd like me to discuss. Okay, bye.